This Week in Agriculture, a production of the Red River Farm Network. With a look at markets, I'm Randy Conan. Grains close mostly firmer Friday. U.S. Commodities President Don Rose says corn does have good buying support underneath the market. The uh, funds trying to uh, stay underneath this market. Uh, each day this week when we opened up lower on the uh, uh, day session, uh, the market found some buying interest right away. The uh, really trying to get high enough on the cash price that we entice some cash movement uh, when you have the uh, ethanol margins just as large as they are, you know, some close to a dollar a gallon that the, uh, no doubt the uh, ethanol people are, are chasing the end users are chasing the market higher. Soybean and Corn Advisor President Michael Cordonier forecasting Brazil soybean production at 144 million metric tons for the coming crop year. Corn production is estimated at 118 million metric tons. Both numbers would be record large. Cordonier said the soil moisture situation for Brazil is favorable. According to Ag Rural, soybean planting 38% complete in Brazil. That is the second fastest pace in history, only following 2018. With an early planting season for soybeans, there will likely be an early start for second crop or safrina corn. Acreage battle already underway in the U.S. According to AgriSampo North America market analyst Sterling Smith, Smith thinks input costs will be the bigger driver of acreage this coming year. Oh, we are going to have an acreage battle that is going to be, I think, epic if we see strong South American production, which thus far all indications are we're going to see a much more normal South American crop, which is going to work to pressure prices. It's going to make... You know, things on the farm, we're going to have to make a lot of tough decisions this year, and we are most definitely going to have an acreage battle, and guys are going to be looking for every way they can to, you know, try and avoid those big input costs. The energy markets will also play a role in this coming year's acreage. Crude had run up a lot, so we were vulnerable for profit-taking. Also, our friend uh, Natural Gas, which is a direct uh, issue with uh, input costs is down noticeably today, but that market is very, very wild. It was up 10% one day this week, so seeing it down 6% today, not really all that surprising. And with spring wheat over $10 a bushel, Ever Ag market analyst Matt Trainell expects wheat to buy acres. The unknown, though, where those acres will be coming from. And so now the question kind of becomes uh, how many acres really do move out of uh, a different crop into uh, Minneapolis wheat. Um, we won't know that for some time, but there's definitely going to be some. Trainel says fertilizer may also play a big role in next year's acreage. So I think the fear is right now that uh, you either get less acres because fertilizer costs are high or you get less production per acre because you don't feed the crop quite as well. So certainly some fears there, certainly uh, some attention being kept in the uh, South American market as well. Uh, soybeans, on the other hand, uh, really staying on par uh, uh, near that uh, $12 threshold soils and able to kind of prop it up while uh, soybean meal has, uh, has fallen off a touch. Demand for U.S. grains continues to be strong. S&W Trading Market Analyst Andy Sisler is watching the USDA export sales reports. Sisler is expecting demand to continue to be very strong. Now, there's a lot of activity going on, and then the exports are just huge. Just like that getting reported, it's pretty wild. But like, how did they sneak in 2.8 million metric duds last week? You, you know what I'm saying? But like, I know it's happening. I mean... There's a ton of business going on right now that we're seeing as well. 
And that's a look at markets this week in agriculture. I'm Randy Conan. A lot of things have changed over the years since cooperatives first took hold in North Dakota, but one thing that hasn't changed is the spirit of cooperation. For over 90 years, Farmers Union has championed that spirit in the member-owned cooperatives that provide valuable services and products to all North Dakotans. Join Farmers Union in celebrating the cooperative spirit that is alive in our communities and in us all. Because if it's October, it's Co-op Month. Before I started working as a soil scientist. Before I became a systems engineer. I found out science is cool. I did my first lab experiment. In 4-H. In 4-H. You never know when a spark will ignite the imagination. That's why 4-H is fostering one million new scientists and engineers for America's future workforce. With the help of companies and universities around the country. One million new scientists. One million new ideas. Learn more at 4-H.org. This Week in Agriculture, a production of the Red River Farm Network. The United Nations Climate Change Conference beginning this weekend in Scotland. Food and farming will not have a major role in this conference, but Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack says there will be an effort to try to sustain, encourage, and to invest in additional innovation in this space and to make sure that best practices and that information is shared among nations. The United States is taking a lead on the research initiative, which is supported by 30 other countries. Before leaving for Europe and that climate change conference, President Joe Biden announced a framework for the so-called Build Back Better bill. Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack praised the plan, saying it will deal with climate change while promoting economic opportunity and innovation. National Farmers Union President Rob LaRue endorsed that Build Back Better proposal. In a statement, LaRue emphasized the bill will not eliminate the stepped-up basis tax provision. Congress went home for the weekend without passing the infrastructure bill. The progressive wing of the Democratic Party dug in their heels, refusing to vote on the infrastructure bill unless the budget reconciliation bill was brought up at the same time. North Dakota said... Kevin Kramer told Fox News he does not support tying those two bills together. I think if we would pass the hard infrastructure package, you've got all the moderate Democrats on board with that, and you have the socialists trying to pair them together. You remove all of the leverage from the left if, if we pass that bill. But even without that, at the end of the day, that bipartisan infrastructure package is the right thing to do for my state and for our country, and frankly for inflation. The, the reason we're having this hyperinflation, you look at this framework as incomplete as it is, it invests a whole bunch of other people's money back into the demand side of the economy with nothing on the supply side. And that's why we have this runaway inflation. Speaking at a meeting this past week, U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai said the trade relationship with China is in a difficult place. Tai highlighted a recent call with Chinese Vice Premier Liu He, where she spoke about the importance of working together. However, Chinese officials said they want the U.S. to eliminate tariffs on their products. Tai said her goal is to bring the temperature down so the two sides can stabilize the trade relationship. Well, the National FFA Convention was back in an in-person type of event this past year after being a virtual event last year. At that convention, Staples Motley Minnesota FFA member Ben Olander 
won a proficiency award in ag mechanics design and fabrication placement. I started out uh, just completing simple tasks around my uncle's machine shop uh, by changing out parts and CNC machines. And as I continued to grow in that employment, uh, he taught me how to weld, fabricate, uh, cut, uh, metal and as I started to learn a little bit more I was able to get into more complex projects building skid loader attachments uh, doing just all kinds of uh, complex projects that were really cool to do as a high school senior and and even as a college freshman and and, and even before that as well just to be able to be a part of that and, and learn some of those processes that I'm able to take uh, into hopefully my my farm someday that would be just incredible. You can visit the Red River Farm Network website or our Facebook page to see many of the winners, many of the students participating in the FFA convention. Retail fertilizer prices continue to rocket higher compared with one month ago. Seven of the eight major fertilizers had price increases of 10% or more. Urea prices went up 26% in the past month and Hydrus topping 900 bucks for the first time since 2008. That's up 22% in the past month. UAN 28 prices were up 18%, 32%, rose by 13%. I'm Don Wick, This Week in News. The 2021 tax year is quickly coming to an end. Now is a great time to meet with a tax professional to see if there are any final opportunities your farming operation can capture. At Egg Country Farm Credit Services, our team of tax experts specialize in all aspects of agriculture and tax policy. When you're ready to review your finances, turn to the experts in every field at Egg Country Farm Credit Services. The Red River Farm Network delivers market information, but it's more than just the numbers. We talk with traders, market analysts, weather forecasters, the people in the know. From Rugby to Benson and Roseau to Aberdeen, the Red River Farm Network covers agriculture. Go online to rrfn.com to find your local Red River Farm Network radio station. Podcasts are also available online at rrfn.com, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. When it's important to your bottom line, you'll get the entire story on the Red River Farm Network. With a look at weather this week in agriculture, I'm Megan Overby on the Red River Farm Network. Last year, the Northern Plains experienced one of the milder winters on record. That according to North Dakota Agricultural Weather Network Director Daryl Richeson. So what does this year's winter weather outlook have in store? The easy answer is it's going to be colder than last winter and it's going to be snowier than last winter because we didn't have any snow. Uh, so that's the easy answer for you. But if you really want to forecast, I, I really think this winter is going to either be very close to average or below for temperatures and probably very, very close to average for snow cover the amount of snow and the moisture we get from that snow. There was a La Nina weather pattern last winter, but it faded away. Richeson says La Nina is reforming, and historically, the second La Nina year in a row lives up to its name compared to the first one. And so that's why this one will probably, again, make it feel more like North Dakota, northern Minnesota winter than we had last year. So the say 100-year average snowpack in this area it's only about between 30 and 45 inches, depending on your location. If you get a 10-inch snowstorm, that's a third to a fourth of your whole winter average. But if you want the simple one-sentence one, you know, average, you know, say zero to minus two on temperatures and snowfall, you know, most areas should be very close to our, you know, that current average, which is between like 40 and 55, you know, inches um, for the upcoming winter. 
Sunflower harvest is beginning to wind down. Winfield United Crop Plan product manager Mark Tornell thinks about 15% of the crop is still in the field. It's uh, pretty fast moving this year with uh, conditions that are uh, conditions that are uh, pretty nice weather and such. So we're we're making progress. There's pockets where it's still got uh, you know we had uh, some tough conditions, but it really shows the the potential of this crop and the income coming off these acres. Uh, I think is is uh, competitive with almost every single crop that's out there. Torno adds that oil content has been phenomenal in the oilseed varieties. Farmers in the Roseau, Minnesota area have pretty much wrapped up fall field work. Richard Magnuson says crops were widely variable. Really variable. I think for the most part better, you know, a little bit better than expected. But again, there were some pretty low expectations with how dry it had been. But I think on most crops it was generally a little bit better than we thought it would be. Yeah, but, it, you know, and it's so variable around the county depending on, you know, type of subsoils and an extra rain shower at the right time here and there, you know, made a world of difference. Edgley, North Dakota farmer Mike Brandenburg was busy with corn harvest this past week. We're working away at it. The corn is still kind of that 20 range, 20, 22. And, uh, you know, it all depends on where the good Lord let the rain fall. And... Uh, it's uh, where the rain hit. It's a pretty good corn, and where the rain didn't hit, it's it. Uh, we had some hail in this area too. But, so uh, you know the yields are they range quite a, quite a bit. Um, you know there's anywhere from 75 to 150 bushel. I suppose it'd probably be a good good range. And at Stephen, Minnesota, farmer Craig Helfman is almost done with harvest for the year. There aren't too many soybean acres left. We had some issues with some volunteer grain in some of our soybeans, and uh, now I think we're going to be able to... And there were some green spots, so we're going to go and try and pick up what we can and just try and get done with it because it's getting to the time of year when we want to get wrapped up, so we're going to try and finish that up here pretty quick. And that's been a look at weather this week in agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. At Asgro, farmers love to talk about the soybean bushels we help them yield. But all we can talk about is the one bushel we didn't. You know, that one buried deep in the genetics we haven't extracted yet. We're going to find that bushel. Some might call our passion for one more bushel, quote, slightly embarrassing, or quote, totally cringy, Dad. They don't understand every bushel matters. We do. That's why Asgro leads the way. Always read and follow green marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. Tune in to the Dry Bean Scene on the Red River Farm Network every Friday at 1235 on this radio station. Each week we'll get an update on the dry bean crop from agronomists, farmers, and processors in the region. That's the latest news in the industry coming right to your radio dial. These updates are made possible by Johnstown Bean Company, SRS Commodities, Sharpen Herbicide from BASF, and the North Harvest Bean Growers Association.